Hi, and thanks for joining us for another episode of Enlightened Conversations. Each week, we invite guests to share their views on the world, work, and their personal lives in an enlightened way. Our hosts have been chosen especially to role model just how we do an enlightened conversation. This episode is produced by Michelle Lightworker and sponsored by the Lightworker Foundation. Hello, everyone. I'm Raul, your angelic messenger. Thank you so much for joining us on Enlightened Conversations. My guest today is the author of The Journey, written by Nicola C. Stokes, better known as Nikki. Nikki was actually born in Nottingham in the UK, and she now lives in Melbourne with her husband, her mom, and her gorgeous son. She's a certified soul collage facilitator. And through this methodology, she empowers people to really create, read, and journal and be in touch with their own souls. She's currently studying holistic counseling and flower essence therapy. And she's hoping in the future to amalgamate the three modalities in order to allow people to heal in a beautiful and gentle way. Nick is also a ferriologist, um, and that course was actually done through uh, Doreen Virtue. So, Nikki and the journey, welcome to Enlightened Conversations. Thank you, Raul. I feel blessed to be invited, and um, what a wonderful platform to be able to share this conversation with you. Thank you. Isn't it just? Yes. It's just wonderful. Nikki. Our common thread, particularly with the guests that I talk to uh, on Enlightened Conversation, is, is truly about finding that common thread of love, that love that we, what goes around comes around, and if we just send love, love we're going to get in return. What does it really mean to you? Love is, wow, love. I actually think the word love is so understated. Um, to me, love is a spiritual force that unites. Um, I think when people say, I love you, that word is not powerful enough. Um, the, the power behind the feeling is immense. The word, I feel, is, is a weak link to that power. Um, it, it's a feeling where you need to express you need to express and you need to be authentic and you need to be real and i think you need to be true to yourself to feel that deep deep soul connection to someone mind you i feel too that love there's so many different sorts of love there is a love for a child a nurturing type of love i also feel that um there could be a love for a place a memory a memory that you hold in your heart and then there's that soul connection love, that, that love that when you meet someone and you think, I have met you before, you know deep, deep down inside that this is so powerful. And love is just so complicated. It's beautiful. We just froze that a little bit, Nikki. Um, Okay, take us a little, tell us a little bit about The Journey, this uh, book you launched December last year, correct? Yes, I did. Um, The Journey came about, I came home from work one night and I was on Facebook and I saw a competition and it said, do you have 300 words in you? And I thought, I do. And I sat there and I wrote. And I wrote and a couple of hours went by and I thought, I've got way more than 300 words. Um, I couldn't count the amount of words. Uh, It was just spilling out. I had to cut my words down to the 300 and I actually sent them into, it was through Hay House. I sent them into Hay House. And um, someone was shining down on me because I came in the tent in, in one of the 10 places. And um, I was blown away. So 
I thought, oh, I better get busy because I, I then won a place at a writer's workshop. Uh, I, I made my proposal and um, I sent it in. And the story goes that obviously I did not win a place with Hay House, but what it did, it, it sent me on a life's journey of completing this story. Um, so over the last couple of years, I've added and I've added just when it felt right. And I finally finished the book last year. I um, entered another competition through uh, Christy and Lauren with White Light Publishing House. And I want a place through them to have my book published. So once again, my angels were guiding me and looking after me. Same with Christy and Lauren. <laughs> and, um, and I was able to hold that book in my hands for the first time in early December. And I can't, I can tell you because you have done it yourself, but that feeling is so surreal. And even today, it's, it's amazing to have to read your own words. Um, and I think, too, that when I wrote those first 300 words, I did it for me, me only. Um, I've still got the handwritten copy of the book. Um, and I am really just full of love for the people that have supported me, that have purchased the book and that have reviewed the book and and said how wonderful and how inspiring it has been for them. And that, to me, is just so heartfelt gratitude. It's just wonderful. Yeah. Nikki, allow me to say that when I first got the journey from you, um, I'm not a person that actually likes to sit and read a book just in one sitting. I really like to take my time. But i like to say this to you, that it was, I was so enchanted by your story that I did read it in one sitting. Um, I was, actually, I was up all night reading it. And, and it, was, it was such a magical sense being at nighttime, reading the book and reading what was happening to uh, your main character, Ruby, that I just couldn't go to bed and close a chapter and just wait for the next one. I just went for it. But what that did to me was... I ended up, I'm reading it again now, but I'm reading it much slower pace and yes. truly taking in the little gems that perhaps are hidden within the words, within the paragraphs. And that sometimes is such a difficult thing to achieve as a writer and you achieved that beautifully. Thank you, Raul. I, when, I, when I began writing it, um, I didn't start at the start. I just wrote um, just a few little paragraphs here and there. But as I, as I continued, I realised that in my life I had so many guides and I've had so much love and support that I wanted to put it into the book um, for the people that haven't read the journey. A lot of people say, is that you? Are you Ruby? And I say, yes, I am, but you are too. I tried to include everything in the book that when someone was reading it, that they would feel empowered and that they would, they would trust in the book, that the, that the book was leading them on this correct path and that the lessons that they would learn through the book would only enlighten them and bring them to the end of their journey, excited and inspired and ready to take on the world. Um, everyone has a different perception, but what I feel within the book and what I tried to get across in the book um, was a soul story and, and a soul story of deep connection, a deep connection within not just, um, as we were saying, loved ones, but people that we, we meet on a daily basis that we want to connect with. We're, we all are on the same path. We just have different directions. And um, if we can come out at the end and feel self-love for ourselves, self-development and acceptance and understanding, then I think we're on a winner. Yeah. You mentioned to me before that 
yesterday you were thinking about coming on enlightened conversations on the on the show and something just took over you and you have to write something and i would love it if you would read what you wrote for probably inspired by you being on the show today yes okay well how this came about was i was actually sitting outside i love nature and i feel i feel that it gives us so much peace and I was watching the trees blowing around in the wind and I realised we are all like trees, so many different sizes, heights. And I looked at the branches and some were broken and I have written this and I hope that this analogy, um, uh, you can understand my analogy. So I've written my life as a tree. I am a young sapling waving freely in the breeze, feeling my roots beginning to take hold and grow deeper into the earth. As I grow and reach for the sun, I am surrounded and protected by my elders who support and protect me from the harshness of the world. Reaching and growing, I learn I can change directions and I begin to take risks and branch out from my original path. Many times I use my energy to detour from this path and I live life on the edge. I become unbalanced with this new direction and my branches cannot cope, so I find myself returning back into my core. These were branches of experience, of trauma, cracking under so much pressure, but still I feel the call to return to my vision of my growth, reaching higher each experience. I can see the light again, these breaks in my branches were lessons to always listen to my inner soul and follow my true path. One day my elders surrounding me became diseased and suddenly fell, leaving a massive emptiness. And as they fell, their leaves of love, knowledge and memories fell to the earth. They had left them there for me to absorb deep within my roots to use for strength and for my courage. But I realised I was now alone. As I looked around, I was now big and strong. And although alone, I realized I had been given the most beautiful gift of space and light for further growth. Grow as I never had before. It was then I began to shed my own leaves, my leaves of letting go, people, memories, and all I no longer needed. Have you ever seen a tree in autumn, its leaves dropping to the earth so beautifully? but always those few remain attached to the branches. These, I feel, are the leaves that we find it so difficult to shed, but we know we must to grow within ourselves. And then the cold wind of winter and change swirls around us and whispers, at this time we must let go. All those leaves fall and I go dormant and start the process of letting go. The loss, I rest my mind and body for what is to come. It is now the next season of my life. I am strong and I am tall and I am proud. I have immense, beautiful growth and new direction. Many seasons will pass, I know this. Times of more shedding, times of more growth. I now find myself an elder guiding and protecting the young sapling below me wavering in the breeze. I can see the top of the trees now. I am still reaching for the sun. I am forever reaching for the light. I am me, my life as a tree, and I am free. Beautiful. Thank, Thank you, you so much for sharing that lovely piece of writing. Um, that idea of yeah, taking us to the heart and soul of what a tree will feel like, but in essence is what we all as whatness and as individuals were going through in our lives. That idea of that seedling suddenly becoming stronger and growing and life takes us in different branches. But that mm -hmm. idea of being able to come back into the trunk and yes. reconnect with our soul and then from there grow once again and share whatever we need to share. It's not a simple task as it wasn't simple for the tree, it's not even simpler to us and that's something that i cherish yeah i felt when when i was outside with the trees and i was watching them 
um, there are so many trees that are struggling for the light. There's so many trees struggling to break through. And that analogy in itself is, is community. Um, there are so many people struggling. But as I wrote, I felt that the elders around us, the, 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 the big, strong, tall trees around those young ones, they can be there for the support and protection, just like we can support and protect our fellow um, community. I think it's just so so powerful um, the analogy that that I was thinking, and um, and also as these as these saplings are growing, um, as we we our young are growing, and as we are growing, we will deviate, and we will take risks, and we will be offered chances. Um, some some of them may not be the best vibrations, but mm -hmm. I feel that if you are um, really true to your inner core. Uh, that you will always find yourself coming back into that inner core. And from that experience, you will grow. And um, at the moment, I feel like a, a, a big cherry blossom <laughs> just about to explode. Uh, that's how I feel in life at the moment. Um, I've been given so many chances and so many opportunities. And I'm just embracing everything I can um, embrace and trusting that this support and this guidance is leading me um, to somewhere very special. And I already feel like I'm there. So whatever the future holds, I'm just so excited. Whatever it comes your way, it's going to be a bonus if you think that you're already there. It is. Um, Nikki, we started talking about love and we're still talking about love through the analogy of that tree. I'm really intrigued. How did your son, Welcome that book of yours. My son cried when he read um, the first page. That like he had a few tears and oh mom, he goes oh mom, and I said, well everything I've written in there is the truth. And um, when he read the book, he's read it a couple of times now. And the first time, um, I think it was a moment of proudness. And then the second time he has read it, he understands that the story, my, my son is a beautiful soul. I have to, I have to mention he is um, one of the, the major loves of my life. And um, he's just my everything. He's my shining star. And for him to understand um, what the book was about and the, the core essence of the book, he, he sees uh, my husband and I who have a very deep connection. Um, we're like the three amigos, actually. So um, everything that we do uh, obviously rubs off on him. Um, and he's just so proud and I know He's at that age where he's, he's a teenager and girls and, you know, everything's happening. And he said to me one day, he said, when I find someone, I just want to find a love like you and Dad. And um, from the book, I try and express this love, as we were talking about love, how deep it is and how um, different it is for everyone, but how empowering it is. And if I've got that across to my own son, um, that there, there is love and there is connection in the world, when you are true to yourself and true to your path, then I pray and hope that he is on the right track and he has a beautiful soul and that one day he will feel this deep connection with someone who, yeah. That's beautiful. But it's also, it's also struck a chord on me with your brief story of the tree. Um, although you wish for your child, and I get it, uh, the best path possible, he will yeah. also have to go through different branches and realize I didn't make the right choice, I'm gonna have to come back to my core. Definitely. That's why I was sitting out with those trees, looking at all those broken branches on the, on the floor, realising that 
um, throughout our lives. Um, we, yeah, we are given all these choices and uh, we make these choices. Uh, some, some are influenced and some are our own choice. Um, but when we go down that path, it might not be the expectation or um, it is just wrong for you in your life. Um, so I, I hope that anyone um, that feels like that can pull on their strength, pull on their truth and come back to, to their main, you know, their main core and really honour what is deep inside because I, I feel we all have this, this surface where we think, yeah, that's cool, let's go down there, let's do that. Are we following those people because it is cool or uh, um, it's the right thing to do? Everyone has different opinions. Um, so I think then whether it comes with age or experience, we then have to really think, is this for us? Is this the way we want to go? And if it is, we go down that path and we learn those lessons. And then we can take those lessons in our growth and expand on them later on in life. Nikki, you are a specialist in soul collage. And I know that I said to you, one of these days I'm going to come and do that with you. But for those viewers that are there somewhere in the world and they may not really quite grasp the idea of a soul collage, tell us a little bit about it, please. Okay, soul collage, um, I came across it in maybe 2012. Um, I had not heard of it myself um, before. And I did a, a, a crazy workshop at a festival with 120 women, which was uh, quite, quite manic because uh, my, my little classes, I have six. <laughs> so we had um, loads and loads of people all learning about soul collage in a very short time. And I came away from that workshop knowing that this is what I wanted to do, knowing that this is what I wanted to share. And this has been the thing that I have been looking for in my life to be able to express not only um, my own emotions and my own energies, but to be able to share with others. And um, soul collage works by, it taps into our inner wisdom. We create cards. So if you can cut and paste, you're in. It's so simple. Um, any age can do it. Um, I have done it with four-year-olds and I have done it with elderly people. Um, teenagers, it's wonderful for. We um, have an array of images um, set up before us and we choose the images, or should I rightly say the images choose us. We try and leave our left brain at home, our thinker brain, and we use our right brain, our creative side. And um, so when that image is on the floor and I'm looking at it and I'm not quite sure about it and I think, oh, it's frightening me or it's, it's not quite attractive, but I keep looking at it, that is my image. I need to pick that image. It's, it's chosen me and, and I have to draw it. Collect a few images and then you create a card just by cutting and pasting. And it sounds very simple and it is, but once again, um, it, it's not like a scrapbooking effect where we, we put the sun up in the top. You can put the sun on top of someone's eye or we just place it where we feel intuitively that that is correct. And then we have our first card. And with our first card, we then have a process through soul collage that Cena Frost, the, the, the founder, um, has created. And I, I do have a couple of cards and I can briefly show you an example. This is my, um, this is a card that I made and I found this, this, the face of this woman just drew me in and I had to have her. I placed the wolf on top of her, so there's two images there. Um, and I am one who is strong. I am one who is powerful. I am one who is a lone wolf. I am one who also can be part of a pack. I am one who howls. I am one who is cautious. I am a warrior. 
So this becomes my warrior card. I have named this my warrior. That warrior card sits in my deck of cards and each card is one energy of ourself. I now have over 120 cards. So I have 120 energies I have discovered within myself. I have discovered my beautiful self. I don't ask myself as beautiful all the time, but when I made this card, I had to honour that. I had to know that I was beautiful and I had to know that I was shining out to other people. And I just have one here that brings me great joy. Just to give you another example, this is oh. my happy... I know, it's so cute. <laughs> it's my um, happy inner child card. And once again, I saw this gorgeous girl's face and she's just beaming joy. And, and this crazy lady here, she's just really funky and dancing yeah. and, and, and beautiful. She's just oozing like love and joy and happiness. So I am one. I am one who is joyous. I am one who is ecstatic. I am one who is free. I am one who doesn't have a care in the world. I am one who looks to my inner child. And I am my inner happy child. So these are just two of my many energies. And um, believe me, some doozies come out. <laughs> so okay. as, yeah, as, life, as life is, we're not all happy and we're not all warriors. We can be angry and we can be sad and we can be so many things. But to actually honour that feeling and that energy um, within us is just so powerful. It is really sacred, sacred soul work. Um, and I have shared it with many people and I'm continuing to share it with many people. And um, what I gain out of it as a facilitator, I love giving. And when these people create their cards, there's happiness, there's tears, there's so many different emotions, but they grab that card and they run with it and they go home and they stick it up on their mantle or their bookcase and they are, I am powerful, I am happy, I'm strong. Um, just such an empowering process and I love it. Uh, I think that people watching or listening to this will love it as well. Nikki, you, was, you said that you were in a room with 120 women. Uh, when you run your workshops, they're much smaller, correct? Have I lost you there, Nikki? larger ones. Uh, sorry? Ah, I got you back. You froze uh, right Okay. That's fine. Um, yeah, I, I usually like to keep them smaller. Um, because I think it is a very personal process. What is a happy image to me may not be such a happy image to yourself. So if I um, have two people sitting next to each other creating cards, um, it can be drawing up upon people's memories and they like to express those memories. And I feel that when you have a very large group that you need to um, be able to give them the space, that personal space to be able to express themselves. Yes. Uh, I just couldn't see Michelle was sending us a little message. Um, I'm not sure whether you need to get a little bit closer to that. Is that okay? Uh, yeah, no, it's just that the idea so the mic picks up um, picks up the sound. Yeah, um, sure. Yeah, that's better. Nikki, I guess that at the end of the day, we are going to go through all those emotions. We are going to feel, we're going to feel love in, in many different ways. Mm. And when, when we create that soul collage, what is that doing to us? I know that you're going away with a card that you're proud, but what is that doing to the individual that came to that course and suddenly is taking something away? Um, I'm just, I know that I have to do it with you, but I'm just intrigued about the internal process, really. Yeah, sure. Um, that's a great question because, um, yes, I, I have 120 cards and, and every day 
I pull one of those cards out. Every morning I pull a card out and I ask who is with me today. And it might be my warrior woman, it might be my happy self, it might be my fool. <laughs> it, and, and, and I make cards to honour people in my life too. We make um, archetype cards for the goddess, the healer. It, it, there's so many different options. But when I pull that card out or when the person goes home and pulls that card out, they know that that part of themselves is with them for the whole day. Um, they can honour that part. They can access that part. And it's, it's basically, I, I know of a case where um, one lady uh, made a card who was going through quite a difficult stage in her life and she was feeling like she had no support uh, around her and she, she made some beautiful cards and this particular morning she pulled out a card and she had to go to a, a, a court proceeding and she said, I tucked the, the card in my bag and it was her confident self. And so she did the process, which I am one who, and then the following processes to, to get to her answer. And um, she said, I'm driving along to work, to, uh, to the, the, the case. And all the way, she was honouring her confident self, honouring her confident self. And whether that she pulled that morning out, um, her timid self or her, her loving self or her beautiful self, no matter what card she were to pull out that day, she knew she had to honour that energy within that card. But this particular day, she asked for support from above and she pulled out her confident card and she said she rocked up to this case and just opened the door and she said, I was confident. And she that in the morning, um, she would feel that energy on the way in, the confidence, yeah. Beautiful. Um, how long does this soul collage course, the duration, how long does it last for? Okay, so um, usually if someone doing soul collage would do an introduction to soul collage because I take them through... Um, Basically, creating the card is what we've, we've spoken about, very basic. But then uh, the cards go into four suits, just like a, a card deck. And um, there's a suit that honours ourself, a suit that honours um, our archetypes, our chakras, and also our companions, which um, we can honour those. So... Uh, we go through that and then we begin to create the card and then we, at the very end, um, we do the process. I teach the process, which is a three-part process. And by the end of the process, they have their card. They would have named their card like a baby. You can't give birth to a child and not name it. So we give birth to the energy and we name the card and then we, um, we pop them around and we do a gallery walk so that everyone can honour everyone else's energies. And it usually takes about four hours. I do a four-hour introduction. Okay. Um, yeah, just keep a little bit closer to your, to your device there, Nikki, because you keep on dropping out there. Yeah, yeah sure. Just it's just all about honouring ourselves. Okay, beautiful. And I, and I really like that idea of honoring yourself without any judgment. Uh, and you were talking about picking up different cards and different information that perhaps it could be an angry card or it could be something that actually makes you smile. And there's yeah. nothing really wrong with that. And I think that many of us go into these soul searching exercises, waiting for everything to be uh, rainbows and unicorns, which I yes. love the way, but we are souls living a human experience. And as such, sometimes those experiences are not going to be rainbows, are not going to be unicorns. They're going to no. be an, an, a weary, rainy day where everything may not be going your way. And that idea of having 
a support that you created for yourself. Yes. To me, that's quite important because we can go and purchase Oracle cards or affirmation cards from people that have actually done their work in order to yes. do that. And I honor that work and it has been helpful to me. But at the end of the day, doing something myself to help my own soul searching or soul discovery is something that is quite important. It is very important, Raul. And, and, and as you say, it is, I, I feel that it is soul searching, but um, it is also, I think we all have layers. We all have layers. And these um, soul cards allow us to just break through those layers to allow what I call our soul voice to come out through these cards. I have had many people choose images and they've gone, oh, I can't, I can't deal with this image. And I, that is totally okay. You do not just sit with it. You don't have to touch that. But they've already begun their healing because they've chosen that image and they know deep within their soul voice it has a message for them. Um, just so powerful and so powerful that they they can trust in themselves that they can pop that image aside if it's not quite kosher with them and and deal with it at a later date. There is no forcing anyone to, you must decipher what this image means to you. There is never any of that. But what I do say is that if an image chooses you and you're not quite right with it, you, you just have this feeling that you know it's going to activate your soul voice and you're not quite ready, is pop it in the back of your pouch and then one day, one day you might pull that out and go, I'm ready to deal with you now. I think I know what you're, you're going to tell me. I go back to what you were saying before about the little uh, story that you wrote about the tree. It's perhaps those those leaves that are still hanging on for dear life to the branch and we're not allowing them to actually drop down to the ground. You've got it. <laughs> You've got it. I guess that is truly honouring who we are. Um, we're, I think that we're constantly drawn by things that we need to deal with or that it makes our soul sing. And sometimes they are beautiful experience and sometimes they are not. But the reality still remains that it's you. And don't be afraid to be uniquely you. That is, that is so true. I think when you allow yourself to be unique and selfless and, and you allow your the low vibrations to just drop away and, and you find yourself becoming in a, in a place of love where you can tolerate so many more things and, and you can accept and you can nurture yourself and there's so many different ways to nurture ourselves. A lot of the times, as you say, um, we allow things, people, places, um, memories to, to push us down but inside this, like, like, as we're saying, our soul voice, our core, our heart, our soul is just screaming to get out. Um, and, and we need either support from, from others or be able to access in there and to open this up and to just let this, this ball of, of the true expression of us out. Yes. I guess that yesterday in a close group, I posted a message on Facebook saying, finally at my age, that I'm 53 years old, I decided to dance to my own tune. And whether you wanna dance with me or not, that's your story. But you know what, I'm not, I'm just gonna dance like nobody cares and nobody's watching because that's exactly the way I feel. I, put up a wall or put up a facade uh, yes. to be accepted. And you know what? Like me or lump me, and it's fine. 
it's it's truly I'm truly okay. I just don't need to resonate with people that they don't longer resonate with me. And no. it's all we are all part of still that oneness, but we're all at different levels of as I would call ascension. That is so true, and um, that's lovely that you have been able to drop your leaves, Raul, <laughs> um, because I know how great that's feeling. And um, we 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 try and um, make people happy, and and as you say, sometimes that facade of we're all chirpy and happy, but it's not always the case. It's not always the case. Um, but I think no matter where you are or where you're at, if somehow you can access, like you said, that inner truth to go, you know what, I don't actually care. I don't care anymore. I actually really like what I'm doing. I like what I'm about. I like what I'm saying. Um, so if you don't like that or you don't understand or you have a different perception, um, maybe we we are not for each other anymore or maybe... Um, Maybe our souls have entangled and now they're, they're, they're just leaving. Um, I think perception is a, is a huge, it's a huge thing in our society. Um, what we perceive as being right, wrong, um, and everyone obviously has different opinions. But I, I think as you said, and I'm totally with you, that if we can, if we can grow and grow and love ourselves to the point where we, we feel free and we feel like I can say that without him thinking this or whatever, <laughs> um, you know, I think then you just have the freedom for more growth. Yeah. It's just so powerful. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, it only took me 53 years, Nikki, um, <laughs> to drop all those leaves. But... Um, I remember no long ago, yeah, actually, just towards the end of the year, last year, somebody said, oh, what do you do? And I said, well, amongst many things, I'm a writer. Oh, what do you write about? I write about angels. And, uh, and the person said, oh, you don't really believe in that, do you? And I said, well, I do. And if you don't, that's okay with me. But you ask me, what am I writing about? And I'm telling you, that's what I write about. And when you put yourself out there, as you and I have done, as an author, first and foremost, you need to be happy with the piece of work that you're publishing. If at the end of all of that, people love it or not, it's not really, yeah, it's not really your business. You put it out there, you need to be prepared to be judged because that's what society will do. They will judge and they will judge a book by its cover and they will buy that book by its cover. And then they will get engrossed, and then they will actually give an opinion. And whatever opinion they give is the correct opinion for them. And that's what I ended up actually finding out. I'm happy with whatever I've used. And if you love it, brilliant. And if not, that's okay as well, because you are entitled to your opinion. But you don't need to influence the way that I feel because you don't like it. So true. So, so true. And um, as we're saying about, you know, judging books by their cover, um, you really have to find out what's underneath before we judge. Um, and, yeah, that's another lesson in itself. Um, now, in saying that, I'm talking about the physical cover of my book. I'm just looking at it now. I, I have to tell you a little story about that. Um, when Christy contacted me to say, oh, no, can we have the cover? I'd created this amazing cover from my own photo um, and, and I, I placed a little image over it that is to do with the book and I was so proud of myself and I, I sent it in and they sent back the news that it just would not... Um, blow up the pixels were not enough Lord, I was devastated but as once again uh, how things are meant to be I got in touch with 
uh, a wonderful photographer from Glastonbury, the area where the book is based, and uh, Kev Pearson Photography. And I, I said to him, oh, I've written this book. I don't know if, if um, you do this, but, you know, would it be possible to have uh, one of your photos as my cover for my book? And he'd never done it before either, so we were both new to it. Um, and he said, this will be very exciting. Now, to the cover that I created, I still love that image I created, but the cover from Kevin, Kev, is my image was about the tower and the background. That was wonderful. Kev's image, as you can see on the front of the book, is the, the part. Yes, certainly. This image was meant to be because my image focused on the actual tower itself. The book is not about the tower. The book is about the journey. And when I saw this image, I could not believe it. I was like, this represents the journey. This is, it could be any tower up there. Um, and I'm so thankful that cover and I'm so thankful to him for allowing me to have that cover because it actually sealed my book. It sealed my feeling for the book um, and without knowing the story behind the book, I can look at this image and I wonder what is up there? Let's go up there. What is up there for me? And um, that was the difference between the covers. So, um, but firstly, Nikki, it's, it's amazing what I call angelic synchronicities because you sent something that you thought that was brilliant. They told you uh, not that good, and suddenly you were guided to get in touch with somebody that their profession is photography to give you something that will actually truly part on the pan, but it will bind the book together. And that's, that's when we come in into that idea of love that we started our conversation from. That love that it unites us, it doesn't separate us, and that it allows us to be uniquely us. If you went with your own cover, you wouldn't have honored the work that this gentleman put in order to create that picture of that cover of that journey. And that's, that's his gift. So why take it away from him when you could actually truly be together and bring something of both worlds that will actually pay homage to the title of the book, The Journey. So, that is so true, and um, I feel. Yep, go on. Sorry, <laughs> I froze for a moment there. Um, I, many times before, um, that soul entanglement, that soul connection. Um, I have made this connection with this lovely man who has uh, been able to honour my my story with the most um, perfect. Image and images are just so powerful, and they connect us, as you say. Um, and images bring about that connection, and the connection brings love. So that's that's all we really need is to understand that connection is just soul deep and, and it's love. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a that really idea of allowing somebody to be unique somebody to, to bring their gift forward and you don't have to do it all on your own. There will be people around you that they're going to be able to help you out of love. Uh, and that's what this photographer did for you. What, what is his name again? His name is uh, Kev Pearson Photography and um, the crazy thing is his photography is just out of this world, but 90% uh, of his photography is 
on the area that I have based the book in. So I was just so blessed. I was so blessed. And as you said, this connection and this love and the love that is poured out from, from the book. And, and to say that um, this book has not just been a wonderful experience writing it, it has extended it. it has, I have I've created a beautiful friendship with yourself, Christy Lauren, all the White Light Publishing House um, authors, um, I've just met Michelle, she's gorgeous. Uh, all of these beautiful people that were not in my life before, just from me starting 300 words. Um, I'm blessed, I'm blessed. Nikki, it's yeah, an amazing story and we could keep on talking forever, but we're coming uh, up to the, to the end of the show now. Before oh, wow. we say goodbye, um, where can people find you if they want to do the soul collage? If they want to, if they just simply want to connect with you, where can they go to, uh, to connect? Oh, thank you. Um, okay, so I just have a Facebook page. It's called Journey Card. So www.facebook.com slash journey cards, all one word. Notice how they're called journey cards as well. I named them four years ago before my book, Ironic. Um, and the book, I have also a Facebook page, and that is, you'll find it on the journey, or the address is www.facebook.com, the journey 111. Okay, beautiful. Nikki, it has been truly a pleasure talking to you, going in this soul-searching journey through, uh, through our conversation. Um, I wish you all the very best with everything that you do with your book. Uh, I am hoping that one of these days I'll, I'll go and do a soul collage with you. It will be an amazing experience. Thank you once again. Thank you for bringing to the world the journey and allowing us to, to take that journey with the beautiful ruby in the book. And um, from me to you, all my love. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you, Michelle. Thank you to yourself. Thank you to White Light Publishing. And thank you just to everyone that has supported me. It's just been a beautiful journey. <laughs> it's gorgeous. Thank you. thank you, everyone, for joining us today on Enlightened Conversations. Uh, we look forward to seeing you again on another episode. And as I always say, remember, believe in angels because they do believe in you. Thank you so much. Bye for now.